Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. As I said in the opener, let's start the Monday with Robbie Catter joining us, member for Tragar and leader of the Catter Party in Australia. Robbie, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, good, Dobbo. Good to be speaking to you. Mate, um, last week I touched on it, and I'm sure that you have got some concerns as well. This push for renewables, um, the government, the federal government and the state government have been really clear. Wind farms, solar farms, you name it, they want it because they want to try and get there by 2030. And what Mm -hmm. has happened is, and talking to different people throughout Queensland, and, and it really was highlighted to us last week, was that they've got they've got one rule for the renewables sector and one rule for the farming sector. 70 kilometres from the Great Barrier Reef, Greg Bennett is having a solar farm put up right next to his property, running along the banks of the Calliope River. Now, that goes straight out into um, the Great Barrier Reef. Yet, they're happy for that. Clear the land. Do what you want. No regulations. But if you're a farmer in Cloncurry and you think about doing something, you're under reef regulations that are almost barbaric. There is no consistency. If you want to put a solar farm or a wind farm up, you get the green light, you've got no regulations. But if you want to grow beef, you want to clear some land, you want to dig a dam, mate, the hoops that you've got to jump through now are almost embarrassing. Yeah, mate. Uh, Look, I, I don't even know where to start commenting on the renewables, it's pretty much the the lightning rod for all wakey sort of, um, yep. you know, I don't know, environmental madness. And, I, I mean, mate, and nothing against solar, though, though. like um, some of those solar, solar kits on the um, bore pumps and the sure. waters and, and some of those remote communities, great idea. But, um, and, and I, I think, you know, to start off with, if the government was serious about reducing the carbon footprint and, and they really wanted to get solar going, they would have been putting it all off the grid. You would have had, all of inland Australia would have loved to have had the same subsidies enjoyed by uh, everyone putting it on the rooftops and inland when you were competing against the coal-fired power stations when you put it on the grid. But if you took them off the grid, it would have made a lot more sense to start with to me. Uh, that's just to start with, mate. But um, I don't know I don't know where you even start. Like the, the, um, knocking down or... Converging on World Heritage areas up near Cairns to build wind farms, knocking stuff down. Um, WWF said they want to get all farming off the reef and off the reef catchments. Yeah. And um, and then if you if you think about that, if they want to get this net zero twenty fifty, like they've got to cover a fair portion of Queensland with renewables, and the closest place to put any generation is close to the usage, which is on the coastline, which is all through your reef catchment. So you can see all the environmentalists licking their lips. They can kill two birds with one stone here. They can get their renewables and cut, shut down farming in some of those some of those cane farming areas. I mean, there's a good photo of the burdock and we're a big uh, solar farm right in the middle of the cane paddocks. And, and that's reducing the, the critical mass needed to keep the mills viable and the sugar mills viable. And, you know, if you put a big heap in proserpine, so you could, knock down that sugar mill and uh, you can see how the, the greenies can shut down farming on the east coast, uh, which is something the KAP is very tuned into about uh, preserving that uh, prime agricultural land. But maybe at the end of the day, like it just, it, I mean, I'm not convinced that any of this stuff is even that uh, sustainable because um, I still don't know the answers on the where they're going to dispose all this stuff in 20 years' time when it becomes obsolete. You know, that seems to be an unanswered question and 
And how are we ever going to divorce ourselves from the baseload? What's the replacement critical baseload if we're not talking about nuclear? Um, how the hell do you get rid of these coal-fired power stations? I think that's just posturing. And then also on top of all that, we keep well, we plan to continue keep selling coal to other countries so they can burn it. But in our coal-fired power stations, they will lose the benefit of it. So it's just madness on every bloody level. And and I do really feel sorry for these um, people in rural areas, not even just farmers, even just rural residents that bought to have that um, that sort of lifestyle and it's being encroached on by these wind farms and. I don't. The compensation just doesn't cut it in a lot of cases. Oh, mate, it, it is, it is embarrassing, and that's the thing. We saw it with the gas industry, where they let it go free reign, and then look at the drama that's happened. And now we're starting to get to somewhere where we understand that both both can work in unison. But if it favours one way because they're politicking, that's the concern for me, and that's what I think's happened from the federal perspective and also with the state government. I see the premiers flowing in late last night. Now, I'm not critical of anybody with a holiday, having a holiday. We all deserve holidays. Um, But the unrest and the backbiting that went on shows that there's a lot more to this. I mean, there were members of her parliament and her cabinet that never even knew or were aware she was leaving or going over for two weeks. If you're the CEO and your major employees are not aware of what you're up to, surely, mate, there's some cracks. There's got to be some cracks there. And now she said she's driven to next year's election. Well, the speculation's going to run rife. Yeah, it will, mate. Um, it's pretty unfortunate timing. Again, uh, yeah, don't, you don't want to begrudge anyone going on a holiday. Um, I, <laughs> I guess it's, it's pretty easy for me to be critical because I've just done – so many bad things to rural Queensland over the last couple of years that you think, well, you should be trying to fix things up, not just, uh, you know, if you you don't go go when thing there's all the stuff to be fixed up at the moment, probably not, not number one youth crime. But uh, you know, I, I don't get too caught up in the leadership stuff. Those everyone said once you get rid of Jackie Trad, like all problems will be solved. But you know, that's not the truth. It's it's the it's that cultural divide that grows between the city and the bush and and um, there's those, you know, eh, I don't know, that inner city wokey sort of attitude that it drives most of the, this stuff and, and she's the person at the helm. So she's a good one to blame, but she's not the only um, player on the field there. And, you know, if you get her here, you've got Stephen Miles or Shannon Fentiman, and I don't see how that much that's any better for rural Queensland. Well, this is the thing. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm with you, mate. I, I, I absolutely... I'm just completely blown away by the fact that Stephen Miles, Shannon Fenneman, uh, they're all jostling. Mate, none of them have struck a match when they've had the chance, when they've been. I mean, somebody even top, tossed up Yvette Dath the other day. I mean, I, I just go, does anybody not remember? Like, no, I'm being genuine here. This is the kind of laughable and politicking. There is not a leader in that joint. Now, look. To be fair to Cameron Dick, he can be he can rub a lot of people along the wrong way, but he does know and he can and he can lead. Now, I don't think that anybody in Labor should be leading this state, but gee whiz, they're in a hell of a mess and they're going to cause bedlam, um, no matter what happens. And the thing I think about now is that we haven't got an election till next year. What carnage is going to happen till then? And what is the undoing going to be? 
Well, I think most of the carnage is just from inaction, Dobbo. Um, and I, I think, you know, I agree with you, actually. Cameron Dick, despite a vast chasm of political differences and um, ideologies, he's probably the closest to our side of uh, politics. But, um, but mate, I, I don't know what you do, but I, I, I think you almost always bet on uh, with the Labor government. You can just always bet on, bet on sitting on their hands and doing not much at all. Yeah. And that's worked out pretty well for them. So... I think they'll just um, not do anything to a certable bowl, just sit there and try and hope they can, oh, no, they'll do something. They'll spend other people's money. So they'll throw pennies at the masses, build another sports stadium, announce another sports event, or just try and keep people distracted, talk about the voice. Yeah. Do this sort of stuff to keep people distracted from the real issues. And they're very good at that. But other than that, they won't be. Um, oh, that's not true. They'll probably, they've got to keep making sacrifices to the green gods every six months so they you know they've done the tree clearing they've had to go out the reef regs they'll they'll have to they'll find, find something, something else, else. To win the green yeah, vote. But, yeah, yeah um right. that, that's a sort of a six or 12 month cycle so yeah no, they probably will do some more damage but uh, most of the time they're not doing much at all mate so and where you need them actually you know like on the youth crime they, they won't be doing too much the referendum rob um it's coming up in october and i mean if there's anybody who knows the Indigenous population and has worked with um, First Nations people, it, it's you. you. You know it. You've lived with them. You, you, they're part of your community. They're your friends. Um, you, you've always had their best interests first. So where does the Cata Party stand? I mean, with the yes-no vote and the divide that it's creating, I mean, you guys have been very strong from this at the start. Where are you sitting on this now? Yeah, yeah. Look, um, big fat no um, from KAP Dolo, and we've we tried to make the call as early as possible to hopefully provide some leadership in the political spectrum so that others wouldn't feel so um, timid about saying no. And we feel, you know, like we feel very unencumbered to be able to make a call like that. Just um, as you kindly said, then um, I feel like we've had pretty strong connectivity, Aboriginal people um, over the, you know, um, well. Six, almost 60 years my family been in um, politics state and federal politics so um, and we you know, wouldn't be every couple of days um, the other bloke probably ringing me from Bilmerji Mornington chasing help or just wanted to chat about something so um, I don't pose to be a black fella but we, you, know, you know if you're trying to fix things or you, your job is to help fix things and you live in the Gulf like I do or you, you're going to be immersed in those problems and I'm no expert mate but um, I certainly know how much time and effort and, um, yeah, emotional effort too you put into trying to help things up there. So when um, Albanese and the government and the state government here in Queensland, when they come out here, say, oh, we want to help, we want to help. Well, I, I call BS on that, yeah. um, Dolo, because that, there's plenty of stuff they can help with now. And, um, you know, I've, I've been fighting for blue cards, eight or nine years, title deeds, and you don't get a... You don't get a, um, a sniff of any assistance there. Or it's not even they don't give you help. They say, no, we're not going to do that. But let's set up a body to help us ask what the questions are. Well, we just, what the problems are. We just told you what the problems are, but you haven't fixed them. <laughs> so now you're setting up a body to tell you tell you what the problems are. They know what the problems are right now, though. They can fix them all now. So why, what's this about then, Rob? Well, what, like, give us a understanding. And I mean, have they? It was was it something that Anthony Albanese a deal that he cut early on? Do you think that 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 this has happened because he's like, right, okay, 
Um, this is the way forward. This is the way it's going to happen. If you give me the votes to get through and, and obviously be in government, we'll get this done for you. Oh, look, mate, prob- probably all of above, all of the above. Uh, I think it, it, it acts as a terrific political smokescreen. So you're not worrying about the energy prices or the, you know the fact that we'll have brownouts over Christmas because the um, base lack of base load with all these renewables and and that the economy is in decline and that um, um, you know all those sorts of problems that are sitting out there, healthcare, health system in crisis, youth crime running rampant. But all that stuff um, is is taking a back seat because they're pumping out was it three hundred million or something in this yes campaign. Every time you turn the TV now, especially ABC, it's it's telling you all about this yes, and that's supposed to be the biggest issue in Australia. Um, that's you know that's one thing. But mate, look if you follow the wakey brigade, like you know they had gay marriage, they went into transgender. Now it's all about the ref, this ref, voice referendum. It's just that cultural thing where they just got to keep pushing these things every 12 months, two years, and um, I don't know what the next one will be, but um, I suppose treaty. But well, that um, seems to be it's a got huge drama to do with now. Problems. That seems it's to got be to do with yeah. problems. The native title claims that are coming up, Rob, to me, yeah. um, and you're right. I mean, I understand, and, and and I really applaud you for how strong you are on this. But the native title claims now that are happening. It, it, it's almost concerning. Um, they're putting claims like Balmoral Beach in Sydney, for example. Yeah. They're trying to native title claim on that. Like, where does it stop? Well, is this, is this, what, know, is this what happens? Like, this is if you vote yes. Yeah. Is this what's going to happen? Like, they can all say, oh, well, we're changing the constitution. Well, let's recognise them in the constitution. I get that. But, yeah, mate, seriously, well, we're it, opening it, ourselves it, up to this. No, no. Yep. And Dobbo, if you and I were sitting at home on the black and tans and talking about, you know, um, you know, what are we going to do? What what are we going to do moving forward? And and an opportunity open up for for our, um, you know, native title group to put a claim in on Balmore. Of course, you're going to do it. Like if you, yeah. you know, if the opportunity's put there, um, and people would say, oh, maybe all these Aboriginal groups that, well, of course they're going to do that if you put the opportunity in front of them. When, you know, sure. if you give them handouts, of course they're yeah. going to take it. And But, it, it, I mean, these are people in Sydney. It's not the people in Doomagee calling for all this stuff. It's the people in Sydney and Canberra saying, and Melbourne saying, this is what you need. And, um, you know, most people I talk to in Doomagee, mate, don't talk about this. They're saying, what can you do about grocery prices? What can you do about, you know, um, get us a new renal chair? Can, what can you do about me buying a house up here or you know what can you do about the blue cards Robbie yeah. none of them are talking about this we talk about real issues up here and um, and this is stuff cooked up by the academics down south and they give them the opportunities to take over these beaches and whatever it, it takes us nowhere no one benefits from that oh, well usually one family does in a traditional owner group but well, yeah. I don't see well most people know there's no there's no real benefit to any of this other than some you know, bleeding hearts get to feel good about themselves and address their guilt. Yeah, um, I agree. In the cities, mate. So it's very, very, very frustrating. I, I mean, I, I just haven't followed any of the stuff because it's mostly just yes campaign on the on the media. I just can't bring myself to watch most of it, mate. It's just absolute garbage. I watch that John Farnham video, and I, I actually thought it was laughable half of it. It's um, just putting this this montage of images up there that's just every woke cultural thing that you've, you know, right. that yeah. they've had over the last 
years and you think, well, I, I, you know, I don't know, you're trying to convince her that you're preaching and converted and, and um, the rest of us, you're just going to drive drive more of a wedge. And, um, yeah, mate, it's, it's, I mean, it probably overused the word, but it's just so divisive to, to um, you know, try and define it that we're different and, and celebrate that rather than saying, um, you know, let's try and move together. And uh, despite whatever our differences, when bad things happened in the past, mate, I, I can't see what other paths we're supposed to take except going together forward. But they want to enshrine the Constitution forever that we're different. Um, you know, I would have thought actually the the constitutional things um, in, interesting because would you know wouldn't you think they should put a time limit on that and say, well, let's just put it for twenty years um, that they recognise the Constitution because in twenty years' time we hope that we're all Australians and everyone's assimilated that well. That, Sure. Aboriginal people feel that they're they're realist. We've all moved together now. And we're over it. Yeah. But putting it in there forever is, to me, saying, "Well, let's just make sure we're different and we acknowledge we're different forever." And I, I, I mean, I don't know. That sounds pretty un-Australian. Oh well, look. I, I think what you're saying um, resonates with everybody, Robbie. Um, I think that, that that makes so much more sense than what has been going on. Really appreciate your time this morning, mate. As usual, thank you so much for being with us. And we'll catch up again shortly. Keep up the work, Dolly. Good on you. Robbie Catter, this is Rural Queensland today, Monday morning, the 11th of September.